Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. Welcome to episode eight. It's Alison here. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoy this episode. In the last couple of episodes, I've had guests with me and I've loved sharing the space with them and having someone else to talk to. In this episode, I'm going solo and it's quite ironic really because the topic I've chosen is loneliness and I'm actually sitting here now thinking maybe I should have got somebody else to share this space with me today. Anyway, you're here, so let's get started. In this episode, we're going to look at loneliness. We're going to think about the different types of loneliness, the risks when you are experiencing them, how you can often feel lonely in your own mind, and also a quick look at working from home. So, let's think about loneliness. We need to reduce the stigma of loneliness, and the only way to do that is to encourage people to talk more openly about it. And that's why I've chosen to focus on it in this episode. Many of us feel lonely from time to time, that's fair to say. Some may feel lonely at certain times, while others feel a deep sense of loneliness that goes on for much longer. Some think that you need to live alone to feel lonely, or being lonely means not having many friends or family around you. Everyone's experience will be different. Some people describe loneliness as the feeling that you have when your need for social contact or relationships isn't met. But loneliness isn't the same as being alone. You can often feel content without much contact with other people. But some people find this very much a difficult situation. You may be around others and still feel like you're alone. So this is where there is a big difference between feeling alone and feeling lonely. Because some people can feel lonely in a room full of people. You can have lots of social contact and support and still feel lonely. And this is where I want to put some attention on feeling lonely in your own head. We can often feel lonely when we don't feel understood or cared for by the people that are around us. So feeling lonely isn't a mental health problem, but having a mental health problem can increase feelings of loneliness. In these type of situations, you may avoid social events. You may have low self-esteem. You may find it hard to try new things and you may worry about engaging with others. You might find it difficult to speak to people about how you're feeling and that's usually for the fear of stigma or not being understood. You might feel like you could be a burden to others or feel overwhelmed in busy public places. People often describe their anxiety as a barrier which can, by default, create loneliness. So let's have a little think about how we can often feel alone in our own minds. So again, this doesn't matter whether there are people there or not. As humans, we are often in our own heads. And when I say that, we are often focused on our thoughts, on repeating thoughts, 
and feeling very internal. When we are alone with our thoughts, they are often not positive, unhelpful, unhealthy, particularly around ourselves. We can run repetitive thoughts on a loop and more often than not, we think that we are alone or the only one that is thinking in this way. While we're all unique, there are patterns and habits in the way that we are wired that mean we are all thinking similarly or in the functioning of the mind similarly. Now, realising this in itself is a powerful tool. You'll have heard me say it already on these podcasts. Feeling like you are not alone is part of the solution. So remembering that you are actually not the only one, that many people do struggle with negative self-talk, imposter syndrome, worry, doubt, worry that somebody will judge, criticise and are comparing themselves to others. But being stuck in your own head and not sharing or realising that others are feeling and thinking the same can cause chronic loneliness. So, two things for you to think about. Number one is social contact. Are you needing more social contact? What is it that you could do to change that? Or is it that you are just in your own head and worrying and being negative and thinking bad things about yourself and that won't matter then whether you're in a room full of people or on your own. Let's have a think for you about which one is most important. So next, I want to put a little bit of attention on homeworking and loneliness because there are some stats out now that are proving that homeworking is causing loneliness. So we know the last few years has impacted on so many people in so many different ways. We also know that working from home is here to stay. So some people have gone back into the office, some people are half and half, and some people are still working from home. There are advantages and disadvantages of working from home. For myself, I've been working from home for the past 13 years since I left the NHS, and I know that I have to pay some attention to making sure that my mental well-being is looked after if I am spending a lot of time at home alone. So many people had to adapt this new way of working and had to be more flexible. And in some cases, as we said, it is positive. So sometimes working from home reduces stress, definitely travelling time, and it can feel more convenient. And some people do talk about feeling more productive when there are less distractions around. So they're all the positives. But we must pay attention to this increase in mental wellness and loneliness. There can be burnout, emotional imbalance, which leads to less productivity and also happiness in the workplace. And some of this is coming from loneliness. In my work, I see the roles of both the employee as as well as the employer taking responsibility. The employee, employee needs to make sure that they have their needs met And the employer needs to make sure that managers are equipped well so that they can help teams stay connected. There is a huge cost to employers 
and it's definitely on the increase. Some research from Mental Health Foundation tells us that loneliness isn't about the number of friends we have, the time we spend on our own, or something that happens when we reach a certain age. Instead, it is a feeling we experience when there is a mismatch between the social connections we have and those that we need or want. It can therefore be experienced differently by all of us. So we know, and you might recognise this in yourself, that people who experience loneliness often talk about a gnawing sense of isolation. And that's why I think we need to talk about it more, particularly over the last couple of years, because people are working alone at home. When when people feel disconnected or lonely, they can feel detached from their organisation, from their role. And this means that there is a potential increase in depression, anxiety or stress. And the cost of loneliness to the UK employers is estimated to be 2.5 billion per year. And this is primarily owing to increased staff turnover as well as lower productivity. Well-being, ill health and associated sickness absence is also key. So we must support social connections as part of the workplace and part of keeping us well. This will then both benefit the employer, but also the person, the employee themselves. So let's get anyone out there who is feeling a sense of loneliness, particularly if you are working from home, to think about what is one small thing that you could do this week to change that. It is very tempting to keep pushing on with the tasks rather than prioritise a social interaction. Sometimes taking your laptop to complete a specific piece of work, say, to a cafe, might just help. But the critical thing is to prioritise it. As home workers, we need to simulate the chats that we would have at the photocopier or the coffee machine, those conversations that somebody used to have in the kitchen, and that social contact, that talking just about bits and bobs, just stuff. We need to make sure that we have some of that in our day. We need to make more social connections as sitting behind emails all day will be affecting your well-being. Or maybe you just need to pick up the phone. Okay, so let's do a quick recap of this episode. So I think the first thing we need to say is loneliness can happen to anyone and at any time. You can feel lonely due to the lack of social interactions, although you can feel lonely within your own mind. This podcast and lots of similar things are designed to help you feel less alone and to know that others can feel the same or similar to you. So if you are experiencing loneliness, have a think about which one of those two possible options is it? Is it to do with your uh, social connections or is it to do with some self-care and things in your mind? Some different thoughts and maybe go back to previous episodes in this uh, on this podcast to get some tips about how to get out of your own mind. So decide which one it is. It could be a combination of both. And then let's think about what small steps can you take. Have a really big think about what's that one small thing that you could do 
today or this week to break this cycle of loneliness. I would love to hear from anyone with feedback from both the podcast, but also how you're getting on with tasks that I'm setting you. It is so great to hear how people are doing. And if you do have anything that you would like me to delve deeper into, so any topics that I've already covered, but you'd like me to delve into them deeper, please do send us an email or a message through social. Okay, that's us done for this episode. I hope you feel more connected. I know that talking about these things does make a difference. And also know that I'm here to support you. In next week's episode, we're going to come back to one of the themes we started with, which is confidence. And we will be specifically taking a deeper dive into self-esteem, what self-esteem actually is and how you get more. I hope you can join me then. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode? Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now. Thank you.